Have you ever wanted to get somewhere so badly that you inadvertently hitchhiked and ended up in a situation so unbelievable that when you tell the story, most people believe you made it up? Well, I have. I'm Ben Lewis, and this is the true story of a ride I took with a couple. A ride from Vanita, Oklahoma to Ozark, Missouri. A ride that I'll never forget. This is the story of Kelly and Cat, a four-part series delving into the craziest ride of my life. Welcome to Along for the Ride. All right, we made it. So it is our fourth and final episode of I'm Just Along for the Ride. And yes, in case you didn't read my social media posts, the name of the show has changed from Along for the Ride to I'm Just Along for the Ride because apparently I named my show the same as somebody else did. So then I was contacted and asked to change the name, which I did oblige. So this week, fourth installment, final episode of I'm Just Along for the Ride, and let me catch you up. Just in case you haven't listened to episodes one through three, which you should because they are great, I will catch you up so you know what's going on. So I'm out of town on a business trip. On my way back home, my car overheated. I had to pull over. I was rescued roadside by my new friend, Kelly, who pulled over to save me and drive me to my family. Kelly's a nice guy, but he has a foul mouth. His wife is also in the vehicle. She may or may not be blind. She may or may not be a doctor. I'm still not sure of either. And those are two things that will not be resolved in this episode. So do not look forward to that. Kelly drives fast and he drives crazy. And he spends half the time talking to me. But when he's talking to me, he is turned around and looking me square in the eye. And he and Kat are moving to Branson because they were kicked out of Oklahoma because Kelly punched his old lady landlord. That is the truth. Uh, we also almost had to pull over on the side of the highway to hide in a ditch from a tornado, but I talked my way out of that. Kelly went into a temporary depression of sorts during an old, sad country love song. I learned how Kelly and Kat met, and we had an intense situation with an ambulance if you want more details, like I said, episodes one through three, they are streaming now. But now that you're caught up, it is time for episode four, the final episode entitled, We Made It. So for those of you that take road trips and have gone on car rides that are of significant length, there are not many things as refreshing as the end of a long road trip. To drive and drive and finally make it to your destination is always rewarding. What's crazy about this is this trip wasn't even that long of a drive. I've got family in South Georgia. We go to Orlando a lot. We're talking 16 to 24 hour car rides. This was maybe, if we're going the regular speeds, about an hour and a half. Now, since we're driving 90 plus the whole time with no stops, it was closer to an hour. So he got us there really quick. It was only about maybe a little over an hour of my life. But here we are. I have this story. We've had all these things that have happened. We've made it past the ambulance. And now we're getting to the exit where we're going to meet my family. Kelly hits the turn signal to exit the highway. And we're meeting my family at the gas station. And it's over. I am finally going home. So I see the exit coming up, and I know we're almost there. Kelly hits the turn signal. We exit the highway. I'm starting to 
give thanks. I'm thanking him for driving me here. I'm thanking the Lord for getting me here alive. We enter the parking lot in what I'm assuming at this point is typical Kelly Manor. He kind of jumps the entrance curb doing 30 into the parking lot, zooms straight up to my family who are parked in a silver minivan and screeches to a stop. I'm thinking I need to get out first so I can hustle up, warn my wife and kids just to be quiet, don't say anything, say thank you, all smiles, don't do anything that would be upsetting, and let's just get out of here. But, unfortunately, I don't have time to do that. Kelly screeches up into the parking lot, slams on brakes right behind the minivan, so it's kind of got us blocked into the parking spot. He throws it into park, he hops right out of the driver's seat and hits a fast walk up to my vehicle. I see him pop out, so I try to pop out as fast as I can. I follow quickly because, you know, I have no idea what's going to happen. Okay, so as we're walking up, my wife hits the button to open the back hatch of the minivan so I can put my bags and everything else in the back of the minivan so we can go home. In the car are my wife, who is driving, my two little ones are in their car seats in the second row bucket seats, and my teenage daughter, who was riding shotgun, has climbed through the vehicle to the third row so that I can get in the driver's seat and my wife can get in the passenger seat. As we're walking up to the vehicle, Kelly slaps the back fender of the van, and he yells, nice freaking grocery getter. Yeah, except he doesn't say freaking. He yells, nice freaking grocery getter, as he hits the van. And as this happens, I'm walking up to the back of the van and I see my oldest daughter, Courtney. She looks at me through the back hatch that is open now and mouths the words, who is this guy? Like she's obviously picked up really quick that this is a different individual. I immediately shake my head at her with my eyes wide open like, be quiet, don't say anything. Fortunately, she listens to me. He walks up, he introduces himself to my wife, says his name's Kelly, says she owes him a big thanks because he saved my life because I was stuck on that turnpike and I was either going to get murdered or raped. He says all this in front of my family. She says, thank you. Thank you for saving her husband's life. You know, he's the hero and I'm here and we are back home. He helps me grab my stuff. We load it into the back of the minivan and I think we're done. I'm telling him goodbye. And as we're walking away, he says, but Ben, wait. We just moved into Branson on this exit, and I'm not sure where it's at. Do you think you can tell me how to get there? And I said, absolutely. Hand me your phone, and I'll plug in your address to the GPS, and this will take you there. And he goes, no, actually what I need is, can you drive there? And let me follow you. Okay, I mean, what am I going to say? Am I going to say no? He just drove me from Oklahoma to my family. Of course I'm going to say yes. I mean, I'd, I'd say yes in most situations. Obviously, this is a little different of one. But of course I say yes. I'm like, okay, yes, we will drive you to your exit. So you follow me and we'll drive you to your exit. Then he says, okay. And when we get there, I'm going to get your phone number so we can get together. And that's, I'm also thinking, okay, um, this could be interesting. What am I going to do in this situation? And he says, 
I'm getting in, I'm following you. And I make the joke, well, I don't drive quite as fast as you. <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean fast? And I go, just kidding. And I get in, shut my door. He gets in and shut his door and we exit the parking lot of this gas station and we start to head towards Brant. Now, like I said earlier, I think it was in episode one, my family and I, we don't spend much time apart from each other. We're together quite often and a lot. So I'm not away from them a ton. So when I am, you know, I like to kind of fill them in on what's going on. Well, they've just met Kelly, right? They just met the guy that I decided to get in the truck with and ride over an hour to meet them in Ozark. They just met my new friend and they're wanting to know more. They've obviously got questions. So I start out by greeting them. Hi, I love you. You know, I missed you guys. And I'm telling them how crazy this ride has been. I'm telling them some of the different, you know, bullet points that have happened. I said, I've got to get my, I've got to wrap my, my brain around this so I can tell you like the full story. Um, I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to leave anything out. And obviously inadvertently, as I'm telling her things, I'm like, you know, there was this tornado and then, oh yeah, he showed me a picture of his friend who's a cop and oh yeah, you wouldn't believe it with the ambulance. And I just kept thinking of things and thinking of things. And my little ones who are just happy to see me, they don't completely like understand what's going on. They know daddy was gone. Now he's back home. But my wife and my teenage daughter are just listening to my story with their mouths wide open, eyes wide. And they keep saying the same thing. Why did you get in with this guy? Why did you, why did you do it? Why did you drive here? Like, we know we always spend time together, but we would have understood. We would have understood. And I'm like, I get that. But to be fair, I mean, I guess I had some early warnings, but I wasn't sure, sure. I mean, it could have been a situation where it was like a crazy meeting and then it was just a quiet ride all the way. That's not what happened, but it could have been that. And I just wasn't sure what was going to happen. And I'm telling them this and they're just in disbelief. I mean, we're leading him home. It's already been a long ride, and all I want to do is just get home, but I'm like, okay, just a little bit further. We'll lead him to his exit. I'll get out. We'll say our goodbyes, and then that'll be it. That's the story. That's the end, but the deal is this. We get there. We exit at his exit, meet at another gas station parking lot, and we get out, and he said he wanted my phone number. I, you know, obviously for a second, I considered... Do you give him your phone number? Do you give him a different phone number or whatever? But Kelly's smarter, dude. Like, he was ready. He was not going to get any kind of fake phone number. I said, I said, here, I said, pull out your phone and I'll give you my number. And he said, well, just call my phone real quick. Okay, well, that was smart. So I called his phone. He had my number. He saved it to his, you know, contacts. And now he can get a hold of me anytime he needs to. And I owe him a favor. So, you know, that's a little nerve-wracking, but I feel like maybe I paid the favor back a little bit by leading him to Branson, but, you know, I was very appreciative to him. I told him, thank you so much. You got me home safely, and not without um, a good story. Um, it was very nice meeting you. You guys have a great life and enjoy your new lives here in Branson, and I hope that you don't have any run-ins with any other landladies, we laugh, we shake hands, we get in our vehicles, and we drive our separate ways. 
And that is the last time that I see Kelly and Kat. And now we're going to take a small break to hear from our sponsor, Up Next Entertainment. It's party time. Time to call Up Next Entertainment. At Up Next Entertainment, you're the boss. They want your party or event to be exactly what you want without breaking the bank. They're a full-service DJ, karaoke, bounce house, water slide, and event entertainment company, serving the area for over 15 years. They can handle most kinds of events from weddings, birthdays, school events, corporate events, you name it. At Up Next Entertainment, the focus is on you. Call today, 417-551-1294, or check out their website, upnextentertainment.com. Now, I feel like in life, everybody gets at least one good story that they can tell, right? One good something or interesting something or crazy something that they can recall and tell people to entertain at uh, parties or family events or ball games and stuff like that. Everybody gets one of those. Now, I feel blessed by the Lord to have multiple stories like this. Why? I'm not sure, but this is one of the better ones. Um, but when I told my wife, okay, so we've led him home, we're driving home, and I'm telling him what happened. My wife, Christy, she says what she always says if it's a good story. You got to call mom. You got to tell mom this story. So I say, okay. So I've told Christy the story. And then I call her mom and I tell her mom the story. Of course, I'm remembering more things as I tell the story the second time. And her mom says, oh my gosh, have you told Josh? Josh is her, is Christy's brother. I'm like, okay, I'll call and tell Josh. So then I tell Josh the story. And then as this, as this grows, it's like I'm telling people the story and they're like telling other people the story and they're saying it like, oh, next time you talk to Ben, have him tell you the story about hitchhiking. Have him tell you the story about hitchhiking. I tell my work colleagues they don't believe it. I, I end up telling it on a um, on a regional call with, you know, almost 100 people in attendance. They blocked out 15 minutes for me to tell the bullet points of me hitchhiking back from Tulsa to Springfield. So I've told this story in multiple different venues. I tell it at Thanksgiving. I've told it at Christmas. I've told it at multiple basketball games, baseball games, softball games. People will pull me aside and say, Hey, you know, uh, so-and-so told me that you've got a story about hitchhiking. And I've been telling this story for about eight years. Everyone gets a kick out of it. I mean, I am a teller of stories, so this is something I enjoy doing. Most people laugh. Maybe they, you know, I mean, they all laugh because it's a great story. Maybe they believe me, maybe they don't. But no one really ever questioned the validity of the story. Nobody asked me, are you telling the truth? Is this for real? Nobody did that. I only had one person who just flat out, when I told the story, didn't believe me. He said the story was too good to be true, it was too unbelievable, and maybe I've embellished to make it more entertaining. Maybe I was just trying to be entertaining at a family event. It was uh, my brother-in-law at the time. He heard my story, and he was like, yeah, 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 you know, sounds, uh, sounds a little sketchy, sounds, you know, that's a cute story, if it's true, but I don't believe it is, right? Okay, now, he is a police officer in the Branson area. He sees a lot of things, and he's heard a lot of stories, so it's understandable that he would be skeptical. And that's okay. I mean, he basically thinks I'm full of it, 
But that's cool. As long as the story's entertaining and I got one person that doesn't believe me, I mean, I can I can deal with that. Um, everyone wants to hear the story. The problem is time is an issue. I mean, there's a lot of details that I like to get into with the story. I don't like to rush through it. Um, you know, and in person sometimes, you know, maybe my voices of the characters are better than they have been on this podcast. But, uh, you know, it's it's something that I've told time and time again. And I've been so happy to tell it on this podcast. And I hope that you've enjoyed it. It has been a pleasure. And it was such a wild ride that I still myself can't believe that this happened. And now it's time for a little validation. Have you ever had somebody tell you that like you're wrong, but you know you're right? Or that you're lying, but you know you're telling the truth, but there's no way to convince them? I mean, I think that Facebook is made up of this, of just people trying to prove each other wrong or right, and nobody ever is proven either way. It's just basically, we agree to disagree. Okay, so like I said, my brother-in-law was the only one that flat out told me that I was not telling the truth. Now remember, he is also a police officer in the Branson, Missouri area. And who do we learn just moved to the Branson, Missouri area? That's right, my new friends Kelly and Kat. So I get a phone call from my brother-in-law one day. And he, we didn't talk on the phone a lot. So like when I got a call from him, I figured it was something about, you know, his boys cuz you know, we all they all play sports together, his sons and and my son. And so I figured that's what it was about. But he calls and he says, "Hey Ben, it's, you know, I need to I need to speak to you for a second. And I said, "Okay." He goes, "I need to apologize." And I'm like, "Okay, for what?" He said, You've told that story, and every time I've heard it, I thought, Ben is full of it. There's no way that this actually happened. These people don't exist, and this didn't happen. And I said, yeah, I kind of got that feeling from you, you know, but it's no big deal. It's no big deal. I mean, I, you don't need to apologize. He goes, but no, that's not why I'm apologizing. He said, I'm apologizing because I guess I was wrong. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, was he thinking about it? And he's like, put two and two together, and he's like, well, maybe it is real. But no, I said, I said, no, what made you decide that I'm not lying and that this is a true story. He said, well, I got a call today on a disturbance that I had to report to and take statements from two individuals. He said the male's name was Kelly and the female's name was Kat. Now, I won't get into the call because that's not my business. I didn't live that. Um, this podcast is only about things that I've been through. But let's just say, I mean, what he told me, I'm like, wow. Okay, so he met them in real life. And they he said that they were everything that I said they were. He said as he's meeting them, he's thinking about my story. And it's almost like meeting people from a movie or like characters from a movie in real life. And so when he told me that, I mean, I am rolling. I This is just... This is too great. Like the story's over. The story's been done. This is probably six months later. And he calls and tells me this. And I'm just beside myself laughing because I just cannot believe that this happened. I mean, what are the chances that he gets called into a situation where my two friends are involved? I mean, it was just awesome. It was validation, validation from the one person that told me I was lying. He gets to meet him in person. And it was just too hilarious.
you know, in the end, I made it through. It was a crazy ride. It was a wild ride, something I'll never forget. I'm glad that I was able to uh, put it down on this podcast to relive and also tell people the story of what happened. But here's just an interesting follow-up. So I said in episode one that my car overheated. It was towed to a shop, and I was able to go the following week to Oklahoma to get my car. And I get there, and I'm talking to the mechanic, and he said, here's the deal. He said he could never get the car to overheat. He tried everything to get it to overheat, and he could never get it to overheat. He did a full workup on it. There was nothing wrong with the vehicle, nothing wrong with any part of the motor that would make it overheat, and he tried extra to get it to overheat, could never get it to hit a high mark and overheat the motor. He said, there's nothing wrong with this car. He said, are you sure that it was overheating? Guys, look, the the engine was smoking. The needle was to H, and I'm sitting on the side of the highway. This is, uh, it wasn't a dream. This This actually happened. Okay, so the car is overheating, but when I pick it up, nothing wrong with it. And I drive that car for two, three more years, no issues. Eventually there are issues, but no issues that would be related to the issue that had me pull over. So in some corner of my mind, I think, did the Lord want me to meet Kelly and Kat? And if so, why? And just maybe... The answer is this story, this awesome story about my ride from Vanita, Oklahoma to Ozark, Missouri with my friends Kelly and Kat. I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate everybody liking and sharing and everything you've done to uh, drive uh, listeners to the podcast. Thank you so much. This is the final episode. There will be more to come on different subjects at a later date. But my name is Ben Lewis. This is Ben. I'm just along for the ride. Thank you so much. Please, if you've enjoyed this show, please follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts to be notified of new episodes. Share it with your friends. Please rate one to five stars. Share it on social media. Um, It really helps spread the, uh, the story around. You know, I've told this story several times, but I've always got time constraints. Like, I've always got a certain period of time that I've got to finish the story. And it's been a blast uh, telling you guys this story so far. It was the craziest thing that ever happened to me. Well, one of them. And uh, I appreciate you listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. I'm Ben Lewis. Until next time.